Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 397. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 18 to 23. Let's read our passage. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks he is wise in this age, let him become a fool so that he can become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Since it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the reasoning of the wise are futile. Let no one boast in human leaders, for everything is yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. Everything is yours, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. This is Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. Paul has founded the church about five years earlier, and he's now on his third missionary journey. He is in Ephesus. He's received word there's trouble in Corinth, and they're fighting with one another. They're trying to make themselves out to be superior to one another within the church. And Paul's writing this letter of correction to them. He's been talking about if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. He's speaking about the church. If anyone just tries to destroy that local church, then God will take notice and take action. So now he brings it back in verse 18. Let no one deceive himself. And the point here is you can say something, even something that's not true. It doesn't make it true. You may even end up deceiving yourself if you're clinging to things that are false. And that's the problem they are doing. They're clinging to things that are false. They're not following the word of God. He says, if anyone among you thinks he is wise in this age, let him become a fool so that he can become wise. That just seems like a nonsensical statement, but if you're following what he's saying, it makes perfect sense. He's speaking of the contrast between the wisdom of this age, which is the wisdom of the world, the wisdom that the Corinthians are pursuing versus the wisdom of God. So if anyone thinks he's wise in this age, that is with human wisdom, the wisdom of the world, well then let him become a fool in the eyes of the world so that he can become wise with God's wisdom. Because he already said earlier back in chapter 1 that God's wisdom is foolishness to the world. It doesn't make sense to the world because it's spiritually understood. And a person without the Spirit, an unsaved person, cannot understand that. So it is foolishness. So if you're going after the wisdom of the world, well then in that realm, become a fool so that you can become wise with God's wisdom. Verse 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. This is a twist, because earlier in chapter 1, he, he said that God's wisdom is foolishness to the world. Now he's flipping that around and saying, and the world's wisdom is foolishness to God. Since it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. That's from Job, Job 5.13. Point being that God's wisdom is superior to the craftiness of people. Verse 20, and again, the Lord knows that the reasoning of the wise are futile. This is from Psalm 94, verse 11. So Old Testament passages talk about the contrast between the wisdom of the world, 
the wisdom of people and the wisdom of God. So people are normally pursuing what seems right to them. And if they don't have the spirit, what that seems right to them is contrary to what is right in God's eyes, God's wisdom. So he shifts gears a little bit in verse 21 and says, So let no one boast in human leaders, for everything is yours. Notice the introduction, uh, the first words in verse 18 and verse 21. They're the same words, let no one. In verse 18, let no one deceive himself. Verse 21, let no one boast. So here he says, let no one boast in human leaders, for everything is yours. Now, before we explain what that means, just remember what's been going on. Back in chapter 1, he pointed out that some are saying, I belong to Paul. I belong to Apollos, I belong to Cephas, I belong to Christ. And so they're picking and choosing who they belong to. And what they actually mean by belong is is not clear, whether it's I have the wisdom of, or I am a follower of, I'm an advocate of, whatever. But they're aligning themselves with human leaders. So here he says, let no one boast in human leaders. That's clear. When he says, for everything is yours. So let's go on, verse 22. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, everything is yours. So now he's expanding on this idea that everything is yours. And what he's doing is he's twisting what he said back in uh, chapter 1, verse 12. People are saying, I belong to Apollos. I belong to Cephas. He's turning around saying, no, they belong to you in that, even though they are apostles, they are servants of the church. So they belong to you. Now, still authority with apostles, but they are sent to serve the church. So you don't belong to them. They belong to you. And then he kind of qualifies that verse 23, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. What he's trying to do here is reorient their thinking of who is special because of which leader they align with. And he's saying, no, everything belongs to Christ. These leaders, they serve Christ, and they're sent by Christ to serve you. So you don't belong to them, they belong to you, but they really belong to Christ, and you belong to Christ. Everything belongs to Christ. Christ belongs to God. He's just trying to adjust their thinking, get them from thinking about themselves and how special each one of them is individually, and instead turn it around and think, really, how special Christ is. And that's what's really special. And what makes them special is not their wisdom, not their spiritual gifts, not which leader they align with, not how smart they are. What makes them special is that They've been chosen by God to know God. That's what makes them special, is knowing God. As we look at this, one of the things that we should really look at with ourselves is, is that what we consider makes us special is the fact that we know God, that God has allowed us to know Him, that everything belongs to Him. And am I really clinging to the wisdom of God and not, trying to be smarter than everyone else because of the wisdom of the world. That's what impresses people 
by and large, and we tend to want that so we can impress people. But the point being is we should be trying to impress people, should be trying to be faithful to God. And that will happen when we cling to the wisdom of God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.